G-Dom Speaks. Check out beautydream.com. That's B-E-A-U-T-I dream.com. Get the Meraki Apex Calf Race Stretch Block for $54.99. This stretch block will help you perform different variations of calf raises and build great calves. For $54.99 and get those legs in shape, most definitely a deal. Not to mention that this product is made in the United States. Check out beautydream.com. What's up, everybody? Today, I want to talk to y'all why I failed at beat making slash music producing. And I don't even really think it was music producing, but just beat making in general. I didn't fail at beat making. I fell at trying to be successful music producer. And it was a few things that I contributed to my failure. So I got started at music around 15 years old, a little bit early. I was always playing around in it like anybody else. I wanted to take it to a next step. I seen some friends knowing how to play the piano and produce and stuff like that. A friend of mine named Quan was my brother's friend because they was in the same grade. Introduced us to his cousin, his cousin's name Lamar. And um, we just kind of started rapping. They were already rapping and we just kind of came in at the end of it. Not, it really wasn't the end of it. I mean, we 15 at that time. And so I was so, I loved the way the beat making road. I even tried rapping. I mean, I was okay as a rapper. I wasn't like the best. I was not the best at all. I thought I was cool, you know, but the crew, you know, we was all cool. I, I felt like it had a bunch of talent. So I wanted to produce. I wanted to make the music. I wanted to make the beats. So I had my mama go out and buy me the MTV music generator is on PlayStation. And I, I didn't even know nothing like that existed until we went up there. I was searching and searching and bam, I found it. So I started to learn how to make beats on the PlayStation, which was that, that, that was hella cool. And after I was learning that after a few years, Lamar used to bring over his uh, CD burner and we took the audio cords and plugged it directly into uh, from the PlayStation and plugged it directly into the CD burner so we can burn beats off of the PlayStation. So I had visual and I had to put the audio through the CD burner so we could, you know, have some of my beats serve. He even used some of my uh, music on his first album, which was called Give It To Him. And so it was kind of like my first time dealing with it, you know, my debut album. And then by that time, I had got the second version of the generator. But that's where I first learned how to make beats and all of that was MTV Music Generator 1 and 2. I didn't really go after 3 because by that time I was ready to actually have some physical equipment. Lamar and them had all the physical equipment. He had an ASR beat machine and a Alesis a keyboard and a Roland VS1680. Yeah. And that's what we was, you know, doing the music on, doing a lot of the recording on. So about time I'm trying to get me some equipment. I think I forgot the first beat machine I bought myself. When I was out of high school, I graduated out of high school and I got this beat machine called the EMU and I hooked up like this Casio keyboard to like MIDI out the the, the keys to it. So I kind of started learning. So at the same time I'm learning, you know, Lamar is teaching me a lot with it. And, you know, I got some other friends, you know, we out trying to do our little rap thing. Everybody trying to do their little rap thing. You know, we everybody in this time frame, it's like 2000. To 2004 or five, whatever it is, but we all trying to, you know, be rappers. So by the time I had the EMU, the next thing that I bought was the uh, Triton Extreme, 
they had the first Triton. It was the silver Triton. And then next thing you know, I bought this Triton Extreme. And at the time, it was dope as hell. Like, you could do all of the workstation, the sequence, and everything on it. So, man, I worked many, many years on that. And many, many years on that. But one of the reasons with it is why I failed is because I didn't put enough effort into it. Like, I was real hungry at in the beginning. And I even was working on a lot of music, trying to get it down to record and do everything. I was trying to be the music producer, the beat maker, and the engineer, which is, that's what everybody's trying to do when they're in that stage of it. You know, you got to do it all so it can all sound good. We used to go down to um, Jazz's uh, 64111 Studios. And that's where, you know, I started recording. Well, I, that wasn't my first place that I started recording. The very first place I started recording was this um, studio on 75th, off of 75th. And uh, Warner was like 77. I think it was like TC's or something like that. But that was the first time I was in the studio. It was around like 15, 16 years old. But the older I got, we went over to six, you know, 64111 Studios over there with Jazz. So... I was making beats and I was feeling as if like I was getting better. I mean, of course, because if you're doing anything with a lot of attention to it and the focus that I had on it, you're going to get better because I was in my prime of trying to learn new music and learn new sounds. But what I didn't do, I didn't evolve. I found something like that. I want to be safe in, you know, as far as which keys that I learned to play based off of my fingers I mean, all of that stuff, but I could have done way better than what I was doing making this music. Like the years gone by, I was selling beats to some cats and that was cool for a certain amount of time, but I couldn't make a living on it because it was just too inconsistent. And I'm not, you know, anybody around here in the KC area, I'm not saying that you can't make a living on it. You can make a living on it, but man, the the sacrifice that that comes with making a living on it and by that time i was already a cable tech and i wasn't willing to, i wasn't able i wasn't willing to give up this every two-week paycheck with all these benefits to be a full-time music producer i didn't sacrifice myself so that's one of the reasons why i failed at it and two when music was changing i wasn't changing my style ended up being you know staying kind of like in the 2000s and you know coming out of it a little bit but everything back in that time it's like you had to have hardware you had to have a whole bunch of hardware and hardware was expensive man i mean that triton by itself was two g's that beat machine was about 500 that uh rolling vs1680 which is i never got one of those that thing was like around two grand or a little bit it was something like that but you had to buy disc and stuff and have all of that stuff as far as backup but i i should have done that and i didn't do it but the years and years kept going on and i'm looking at producers using newer equipment the whole fruity loops thing came in and when that came in that that like busted people wide open because you could do things quicker you can make tracks quicker than you could on a Triton Extreme or on a drum machine. And you can save it like within the snap of your fingers. Well, you know, on my Triton, it took a little bit. I had to process if the file was big, depending on how long you wanted it to go or not. But I failed. Another reason why I failed at music is because 
I didn't I didn't know what the bounce was at a certain time. Like when the, the party music was being made, my music was at a way slower tempo. And I mean, it, music is at a way slower tempo now. It's so crazy. But I was never leaving. You could say the I would say about the seven the 65 yeah, about 65 beats per minute to about 130 beats per minute. I never, it was like always slow with me. Then I, I kind of started to pick up where it was, it was cool, but putting yourself out there and letting you know that you're a producer and, you know, talk, trying to talk to different people about, you know, your beats and stuff and getting a beat CD so people can listen to your beat CD, but you can't put the whole beat on the whole CD. You got to do like 20 seconds of a beat and then go. If, if you didn't feel like you wanted people to steal it and I didn't want people to steal it, but I just wanted to work. And that's one thing that I never got to do was work like that. I mean, I tried jazz offered. I think he was, he had a point where he was offering, you know, you can use this studio for this amount of money, you know, a month or whatnot, this side of the studio far as for production. I didn't do it. I was scared. Part of me was scared because I didn't feel confident in myself to say I can get the rent money, you know, for my space up by production. I was afraid that I was going to have to be paying jazz out of my pocket from what I was making at work, you know, and it could have worked, but I didn't take the chances. You know, being a successful producer means you got to take the chances. Another thing that I didn't do, I did not move out of Kansas City. You know, so since I did move out of Kansas City, you know, music is music is cool here, but there was no real music scene like that. You know, so I needed to go to somewhere like L.A., maybe Atlanta, kind of get into a scene where I can get myself heard by people that were at least, you know, getting on the radio a little bit more than we were here in Kansas City. But those are the things right there that kind of made me not made me, but those are contributed to the reason why I failed. My sound was a little bit dated. I wasn't working on the newest equipment at the time where I should have been working on the newest equipment. I didn't leave Kansas city when I should have left Kansas city to, to have this big dream that I wanted to have as being this big music producer. Like I idled Dr. Dre in Timberland, but music just didn't come first. Like, work did like just work 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 and I would use music as a pastime when I'm not off of work and it would get serious for me sometimes I'm not gonna lie about that it did get serious for me at times but not all times did it get serious for me most of the time I was just kind of in the background like yeah I don't feel like doing this today or if somebody called me about some music and they wanted something a little bit more difficult, you know, a little, you know, they wanted like a sample. Well, my Triton couldn't, it could sample, but it couldn't sample the way that the, you know, for the production that was requested. And so that would get me down sometimes. That would make me feel a little bit inadequate on the production side. So I would just be like, nah, man, I, you know, I can't do much with it or whatnot. Like I said, I, I had some success with selling some music to some local, you know, guys. Person who I mainly worked with primarily was Craig Smith. And 
one thing Craig did, he took the music from me and he turned my music from flat to being this like great sound of music. Like, like he did as an artist, he took my music from, and I'm talking about me having dated sounds in a slower, you know, slower tempo. He took that music and he made that music like jump. You know, I'm thinking to myself like, dang, like he really did some like dope stuff to my music. Made me feel like, well, maybe I could produce. But the older I got, I told myself I can produce, but maybe I just, I'm only going to produce for Craig. You know, because I felt like every time I send somebody a beat or, you know, a track or whatnot, you, you don't really hear back from people. And I'm not about to be calling these guys. I'm not about to be emailing them. I'm not about to be texting them and asking them, did they hear it, what they think? I mean, nowadays, you don't even be in the studio with these guys no more. You just send the track out. And I don't know how often people check emails. They could never check the email for all I'm concerned. But I just failed. Like, I I failed at it because of me not being on it. Those things that I should have done, I should have went out of the state. I should have changed. I should have taken some keyboard lessons. That's what the hell I really should have did. I should have I should have got my ass up in that class and like start learning some different key progressions and kind of listening to the uh, appreciation of music. Now I get it. I understand how it is now. And I, you know, and it's cool, but my heart ain't there with making the music. Don't get me wrong, this beat that's playing behind me right now, I made that, but that's all I feel like it's, it's all I can give nowadays is just this version of it. Like, I don't, I wanted to work with artists, and I still, I don't mind to work with artists still, but it just seems like it's a here and there thing. Like, everybody that does music for me that I've come across, have it's been a here and there thing. Like, all right, I'm gonna do it. Then I'm going to stop Then I'm going to do it Then I'm going to stop Then I'm going to do it Then I'm going to stop You know And so on and so forth And that Right there For me Since I wasn't consistent With calling people And checking in on people Or even being in the studio Trying to feed my music To the newer You know Up and coming artists That's where I failed at as well Kind of being in there where people needed to hear me if I felt like if even if I had something that was okay that was cool I still should be there I still should be in a place where somebody could demo it listen it you know listen to it I did not do that I didn't do it and I, I love music like crazy I still do it I don't do it on a level where I'm trying to be a professional with it but you know it's just my story about it you know why i failed anybody that listened to it listen to this they can kind of understand any cats out there that is making beats and feel like they you know they're failing with it but they're going more towards their you know job i would challenge you to just try it just try try doing something that you've never done to get a different result because what i was doing i was doing the exact same thing to get the trying to get a different result I was always going to the rappers to see if they wanted some beats I never I never was in a different studio setting I never 
I was just sending out music. I kept on. I was thinking that this way that I was learning to do it was the only way. And there was multiple ways to do it. But I never changed the tempo up. I never went out of town and tried to hook up with, you know, uh, anybody from another state. I I did none of that. I stayed local. My My sound stayed played. And my music sounded older. And it sounded different. And that's why I didn't succeed because I didn't, even if it did sound different or if it was played, I did not press it. I did not promote it. I did not say, Hey, I got beats. I got beats. I got, I didn't. My name was not in any rapper's mouths to worry about. Oh, we need to get a beat from him. Oh, dude is cold. We need to get a beat from him. I mean, I would now at that point, it was a certain point. I was just sending beats out like here, man, this beat is free. Here, I don't care. I mean, because when you're just doing it, you're just doing it. You're like, man, here. You know, so it's been a fun journey at 15 years old till now. You know, that's about 17, I would say 17 to 18 years. And where I'm at now, like everything is so much different when it comes to the production of music. Like I've moved over from the Triton. I had to retire to Triton. I never wanted to let it go, but I had to. I moved over from that over to the uh, Logic, you know, and I have a drum machine now. So everything is all digital now. And believe it or not, my music now sounds like a million times better than what it even sounded a year ago. A year ago, I'm way better today a year ago, but I don't feel like putting the music out and asking people, can they check it out or anything like that? I just, I just kind of got stuck, man. And it's not a bad thing, you know, because I I looked at my career being a cable tech like that was what was pushing me to the envelope right there. That kept that kept me going, you know, so. But I guess it's still room for me to get out there and do some different things in terms of music if I wanted to. But um, I'm just not in that space no more. I love it. I, I really do love it, but I'm not in that space no more. But I failed that music because I didn't change. I didn't do nothing different. But anybody that's doing it now, you you got a you got a way better shot than I had. You could do some things way better than what I did. I, I'm pretty sure it's a whole bunch of other producers out there that did the exact same thing as me. Got tired of trying to chase down these rappers. You know, men get told, "Hey, can I pay you off for of album sales?" And then you never hear the song again. You just you after that after a while, man, that stuff burns you out. You know, you get burnt out from being told so many times. All right, bro, I'm going to mess with you. Then you hear nothing back. All right, bro, I want to check that beat out. But can we work a deal? All right, you work the deal. You never hear the song again. You never even get a copy of the CD. You never know when a release date is going. Never know any day. Hell, you don't even know when they in the studio recording to the track that they purchased from you. You never hear none of it. And then what do you do? You go back on and just say, all right, whatever. Same deal, man. Every time, every time. Craig was a little bit different because he would send me all of those, you know, all of the tracks that I produced for him. But he wouldn't always just use them for rap. He would use them for video production. He would sometimes use them for if he's uh, doing like a video blog or something like that, which is that was cool with me, too. It didn't bother me because I felt like the, the track was being used um, but I, you know, man, it just, uh, when you get burnt out like that, you get burnt out. 
and I love making beats. You know, I, I truly, honestly love making beats, but I got burnt out. I think I burnt myself out from not changing what I needed to do. But shout out to everybody that that's ever messed with me on that tip. You know, a big shout out to my brother. You know, my brother, he was right there. Me and him used to make music and, you know, we kind of got bored with it. You know, life hits you, man. You want to do some different things instead of being stuck in the back room, feeling like you got to be creative. You know, so my brother, me and him kind of came in on it. You know, I want to give a big shout out to Quan, Lamar, all the Zuri Records cats, uh, Craig, Craig Smith. Give a big shout out to him. Big shout out to uh, Jazz, 64111 Studios. Uh, Big shout out to all the local producers around here, man. Like all of them. Everybody that's out there, you know, grinding, man, and, and working on trying to be creative. You know, a big shout out to y'all. You know, I know it's, it's so many of y'all. I do know so many of y'all. It's so, you know, but it's just that, hey, you know, it ended up to be what it was for me. And I failed at it. And I'm cool with it. But I don't want nobody new coming up to fail at it and be cool with it. You ain't got to be like that. You can do something different. So, take this advice is what i'm saying hey do different don't get don't get compartmentalized when it comes to the music when it comes to the production always try to search for a different sound always try to search for different chord progressions listen to you know listen to your music you know just hear it you know pay for the equipment don't be like me don't be trying to shortchange the equipment game you can't shortchange the equipment game you can get a you can get a Fruity Loops program, but you still need the monitors. You still need that stuff to hear your sound, how it truly sounds. Don't cheat yourself. But I'm out, man. Y'all take care. You have tuned into the G-Dom Speaks podcast. Thank you for listening.